Hello and welcome to Rerun the Jewels, aka Panthering Like Panthers, aka the Pistol and Fist. I am one of your hosts, Noah. And I am the other half of the hosting duo. I'm Gavin. And we are here uh, to kick off the first of uh, a little mini-series. We haven't talked music in a while. No. Hopefully, we've got some fans uh, from our previous music-centric series, When the Sun Sets East, about the band Y, which is available on this very feed. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Weird to say, that was a couple of years ago. Doesn't feel like it. Uh, Yeah. That was two? Almost two years ago? Yeah. Like this December will be two years. Is 20, it? Or was this the anniversary, the first year anniversary? I don't know. I can't remember. We didn't know because 2019 Christmas, we didn't go see them. 2018 Christmas, we went and saw them. In, That's up right. In and they put out a whole new album in 2019. Yeah, we we still haven't talked about yeah. it. Anyways. Yeah, we should do that. Um, if you were with us for that, one of the big things was I forced Gavin to listen to one of my favorite bands, Why, and talk about them with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there was always this lingering. Hey, what's your revenge pick gonna be? Is it gonna be revenge, or is it just? You, but there was one on the table for you to be like, "All right, we're doing this band next." Right. And we never did that. Nope. <laughs> we never got to it. And then I would say about three weeks ago, from the time we're recording this, you're not hearing this until November. I think we agreed on. Probably. So, yeah, we're gonna drop it around the election. Hey, go vote. Yeah. Uh, make sure you register to vote. Probably a little late in the game, possibly November 1st. Hope I you guess are registered. Still, yes. Uh, Wear a fucking mask when you go stand in line, please. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, we're assuming that's still a thing. Vote it absentee. sure is right now as, yeah. we're, as we're discussing that. But anyways, a couple weeks ago, you're like, hey, I want to talk. I want to do a Run the Jewels podcast. Yes. I was like, all right. It's called Rerun the Jewels. <laughs> we did throw up some some weird names. Not not any of the ones we that you just came up We could go back through, yeah. through the text, but yeah. And again, the full title is Rerun the Jewels, a.k.a. Panthering Like Panthers, a.k.a. The Pistol and Fist. Yes. A.k.a. Maybe we can invent a new one every episode. Yes. A la Daily Zeitgeist. A.k.a. The Gamecock and the Pissant. Uh, you are just on fucking fire, <laughs> that, dude. That, yeah. Or that's did, a joke AKA that's funny to ga- like three people yes. listening to this. Our grandfather, my mother, my if father. If we could get our us. grandfather to listen to this podcast, uh, we will really have made huge strides in the battle for racial justice <laughs> yes, in America. I believe so. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, we should probably also say that from the top. This is definitely something that literally no one asked for, which Again. is two white guys talking about uh, Run the Jewels or hip-hop in general. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's okay because you know if you don't like Run the Jewels, you're automatically racist. So yes. there it is. I don't know what else you want to hear, but yeah, how they're how cheating. they're cheating? You know, because one of them's black and one of them's white. So if you don't like them, automatically racist. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Huh? Huh? We'll get there eventually. Yeah, we will because uh, we're talking about and you can get there today because right. we're dropping all of these all at once. So you're gonna hear. The evolution of whatever this turns into. We've got some segments, I think. Uh, Gavin apparently has done tons of research. Yes. I've done about as much research as re-listening to 
just the first album on repeat, which was hard to do because most of what I've been listening to since it came out is RTJ4. Right. Uh, so it was, I was like, all right, we got, I got to retrain my brain. I can't be thinking that far down the line right now. Got to dial it back. So. Right. So I think we should do, we should just off the cuff, like first thing, just throw it out there, lay it out what you think each album is to you. Just, I don't, I'm not going to give you a, like a cap of like, give it to me in 10 words or less, but what do you first initial listen to the album without knowing anything? What do you feel about it? And then maybe after you research a little bit or you listen to it a bunch of times and maybe learn a little a bit of the stuff that's going on the peripheral behind its creation what do you think after that because that's kind of what i did because i listened to it bare bones not knowing a damn thing about it because for a minute it wasn't up there it was just the instrumental mm-hmm. finally apple music got smart and put the actual run the jewels first one spotify's had it the whole time right yeah this podcast just, available on spotify yeah so maybe it, you're listening to it there yeah um um so when I went back and listened to it the first time, I was just kind of like, okay, definitely similar vibes to the last two I've listened to on repeat, but oddly fresh and like just kind of balls to the wall going for it and, you know, kicking ass, taking names and don't really care what's what. And then having gone back and looked at like what things, how the formation of these two, how they met, learning stuff about that, learning where they both were in their lives and careers at the time. This doesn't seem it's it takes on a whole new light to me. And I don't know if you've done any research behind what was going on with either one of them or anything like that. So maybe if you just want to give me your pure, honest assessment, first listen, either when you first heard it or on this re-listen, I guess, if you want to call it. I could do both simultaneously. Yeah. So I got into them basically right around the time when three actually came out i Mm. feel like it took a little while for the album to get to the level it did because it Mm. came out the tail end of the year if i remember correctly and it was just one of those things that just kept cresting into january i'm talking about three right right but um i had heard a few tracks off of two i was aware of them Mm -hmm. but not like a hardcore fan by any means right three comes out i dive headfirst into it and then i start working backwards essentially Mm -hmm. so in my memory, first time listening to RTJ1, okay, which we're discussing here today, I felt like, all right, I see the I see the building blocks, but I didn't think of it as a, a fully formed album. Right. Now, after listening to it on repeat for like the last two weeks in prep for this, I, I'm kind of of the mind that all of these are like, you know, of an upper echelon and I can definitely pick favorites and oh, maybe yeah. we'll have the argument over the course of this of which is the definitive RTJ album. Right. But yeah, this one is way more fully formed to me and it has the seeds of like kind of all these different subgenres that they're bringing together and you can kind of see the trajectory of where the band's going to go as a whole. Now, we can talk group. as we the group, excuse me. Um we can talk as we kind of work through them, but I, I think it's interesting that RTJ4 specifically and why they're in the conversation currently still this year is because of how political it is. And that's right. definitely there from the first record. Oh, definitely. But it it's, you know, it takes a little while to creep in and it kind of, it begins to inform more and more of the work. On three, it oddly feels like, well, 
it seems like shit was going pretty good at the time. So it's more of a party album almost. And in retrospect, like if you had asked me, you know, before we started all this, I'm like, three's the best. Like hands yeah. down, three's the best. But I I don't know where I stand at this point. So it's going to be interesting going back through it. But that was my main takeaway going back to it this time is the first one is way more fully formed. And while it still feels like them feeling each other out, it's just, it's magic from the get go. Right. Like these guys like should have been working together the whole time. I'm so glad they found each other. Yeah. That's um, the, so see, that's you, the beautiful yeah, maybe part. Maybe you can it. take us into well, that. Cause is, so that essentially, origins. you know, they, from what, I've listened from their own mouths via interviews and stuff. They essentially knew of each other. Like LP says, you know, I, I knew like, you know, outcast killer Mike. Okay. You know, Randy Moss, and that, that beat. I was going to say, we should point out, maybe we'll drop it in right here. Actually. That was my first introduction to, I think it's everybody's first introduction. A hundred percent. Yeah. Was the whole world by outcast. So let's listen to killer Mike's verse. Probably the first, most of us ever heard from it. Right. Here we go. Player, I grind, my focus is crime. Raw with the rhyme, I'm slick with the slime. My words are diamonds, dug out of mine. Spit them, polish, look how they shine. Glitter, glisten, gloss, floss. I get to beat running like Randy Mouse. Ride that bitch off like a brand new house. I'm rolling my stones, down to no mouse. Mommy, I'm coming, I hope you get off. I rock your own boat like a Leah, then talk. Back, back, forth, forth. Get that cellar on course, course. Make that track of corpse, corpse. Rap, roll, utterly rock with my mouth to the mic and my hand on my cock. Cadillac, out. I catch up be running like Randy Moss. That dude, so memorable. Yes, and like I at that point, I'll be honest. Like, Outcast was all of hip hop to me essentially much, yeah. in that era, and I don't even know if I fully grasped the concept of like what a feature is. Um, but I was just like, oh, this guy's just all right. Killer Mike, who's this dude? And then it's weird because. A whole decade goes by and I don't investigate further, no. honestly. And it's like he was working the whole time. And there's sure love great, to talk, man. Yeah. There's <laughs> so some, what's up some with that? great some great solo records in there. Oh yeah. And that's uh, the other thing I did is I went back and listened to rap music. And that shit is fucking fire. Absolutely. Like you could even argue that it's just basically a Run the Jewels album without LP. It's honestly the the trial run, right? For because RTJ essentially ways, for they sure. they met, and from the way Mike tells it is like he went to go meet him, and they basically hung out, and they just talked for hours about music, and he called their buddy that introduced him was like, this way boy about to make my album. He's about to, we're about to do it right now. We're going to do this album. Mm-hmm. So they do his album, and. If I'm not mistaken, they support each other on tour with their own separate albums. Yes. And then they decide, again, through... Apparently, they said the guy they met through was a Cartoon Network executive, mm-hmm. and he was basically giving money to underground hip-hop artists to come and do music for shows and stuff like that. Like, throwing away corporation money from what anybody mm-hmm. from a an, an underground standpoint. Like, yo, you're just, they're just throwing this money away. You're like, you're using it to pay us. Hell yeah. Let's go do and this. Anybody who has tuned into adult swim in the last like two decades basically knows that their interstitial music and the artists that they pick for some of just their little bits in between commercial breaks and like filler between 11 minute shows and stuff is amazingly well curated. So oh, yeah. obviously like whoever was behind the scenes there. Had well, that, and I think, I think that transitions into where this comes from is that, that person they talk about, I can't remember his name. I think it's James. I'll look or, it up for you. Yeah. He, um, they're like, he, he was a hip hop fan growing up. He finally got into a place where he could like do something about it. And he did. And I think that is probably the, per, 
the outlying thing that kind of I feel like you can feel overall when you listen to this is like these two guys have been in the shit for years. Mm-hmm. They're both students of a game that has, you know, been defined by ups and downs and like different genres, different style. But to me, they come across as like a more of a, I don't know, it's like almost more like a pure form because they take so many little different things from every different aspect of what we know as hip hop and they put it into this stuff. They infuse it with, you know, politics. They infuse it with intelligence more than anything because, you know, I, th- I think I've told you this before. One of my English professors was like, in, in USC Sumter said, you know, I thought when Nelly came out with Grills that we had reached the pinnacle of music. We had nothing else to talk about but mouth jewelry. And then I heard my lip gloss be popping. And then I was like, oh, no, now we've reached the pinnacle. And so don't get me wrong. I love – and that's the thing they say in some of these interviews. You can say you love hip-hop, but, like, if you just like this one specific thing, you don't love hip-hop. You just like that time in your life, and right. you like that. These guys love hip-hop. From every artist you've never heard of to the big artists that they're friends with and know, they are – they love it. They mm-hmm. breathe it. They live it. That's not – and it's just – at the core, it's two guys who love this art form, and they they basically get to come together and make it together and make their own thing. And it could give a fuck whether you like it or not. They give the music away for free. Yeah. You know, with the idea of if you like it, you'll buy it. You'll buy a t-shirt at the show. If not, who cares? Like, they, that's the thing. At this point in time, when they record this, both of them were coming off of pretty good years Mm -hmm. so the bravado and the arrogance and the like fuck the fuck boys we're done with this all that shit has a little bit more weight now if you don't know that and this is just the first time you hear it you're like who the fuck are these guys like talking shit and like acting like they're badass and stuff like they had just come off of two amazing years and they were both at points where they're like we i don't know they both have said like i don't know didn't know if my career was gonna go kind of tired of it not like tired of it i love it but like I just wasn't really going anywhere. I kind of lost the passion, maybe lost the mojo. And then I meet this dude and it's like, oh shit, I should have been with this guy years ago. Yeah. And so what you, you know, you get both of them in LP's, you know, studio in New York with an 808 and just, they just, a cat near in the same room with them and they just bang the shit out and it's effortless. And I don't know, I haven't looked at anything about what the writing style is, how they collaborate. It just feels like somebody gets up and they just spit what they've got and the person gets up right behind him and just does the same thing. It's one-on-one. That, that is one thing that continues to build throughout yes. the run of the records is the transitions between the two of them and the feeling that it's like these are almost like you know two guys with w- one giant brain that they're sharing, but the effortlessness that they transition between thoughts and like it's like if you went in, it's like if you went into incredible. a boxing ring. And you were going, giving everything you got against one, and instantly it's just like a turn around, and the other one's taped to them, and just keeps fighting with you for a little bit, and then the other it turns back around, and it's back to Mike, and you know that sort of thing. I like that before. Uh, To go back to your original question, the Cartoon Network exec, exec, excuse me, is Jason DeMarco. DeMarco. He introduces them in 2011. Then we get uh, rap music, which we mentioned in 2012. Uh, Also. Uh, Mike appears on LP's Cancer for Cure, which is also 2012. So those is are the that albums just that LP come... or is that Company Flow? I believe you're correct. I believe actually, yep. He's yeah. on the track Tougher, Colder, Killer. Okay, from his album. Yeah, and then 2013 
we get to the the first collab, which you and, talked about. And, and I, I don't know if you wanna how you wanna approach it structurally. If you wanna like go through the album start to finish, I think maybe some of the albums lend themselves to that more than others. Right. But while we're talking about how they're kind of coming into this and their status at that point within the industry. I think sea legs is a good place to start because right. it's about all the shit they've been through essentially. Right. And the idea that these guys have been here for a while and let, let's remind you. So it's, a, it's about midway through the album, but mm-hmm. I, let's, let's throw this one on also because you want to talk about a grower on me. I love everything about the track except for the slightly auto-tuned hook. Mm-hmm. I had issues with initially, and now I'm, I'm just I'm singing along to it every time. So let's take it. Let's take a listen. See. Really fell out the lane with this shit. Man, print this shit. I'm a misfit. Gotta stop in the guts of the most irrational beast in the district. Born to the next gen system. Slow water drip to the temple to live in a prison when the walls don't appear to your vision. Won't throw it down for that malls that prison. But shower stars will get all y'all missing. Pardon me, I got halfway vision. But fuck, I know. I just crawl here, Captain. Pass me the bat. The rest of y'all bat in the hatch is a fat bit of scram. I'm a Bastard. On the lamb and a hatchback blast of some rap shit Trying not to slam in the traffic With my feet on the wheel and my hands to the moon We're flapping, let's crash this See the truth in the room is a foolproof plan To be doomed by the dance to their dances So I move through the room like an animal fooling a master But I don't got love for the hand with the fool Matter of fact, I am drooling at that shit I don't only bite, but I'm rapping Try to pet my fucking head again And I'ma put a tooth through the flesh of the pawn that you jack with This city just screams black magic And a threat to my heart got traction Maybe should've never started this path Every time I get a chance to advance, it's backwards no thanks to my very own actions Get a couple good drinks and a kid like a flip on a friend Take a drug, fuck a check that I shouldn't know God, I am one of those madmen Try not to walk crooked while this anchor's drop But I've been out on them choppy ways And it's hard to say when this land begins and that water stops I got sea legs I got sea legs I got sea legs Do you want me to play in the room? I don't. You don't have to play It's like, again, I gotta send you the interview they, they basically, when they were talking to him in this radio interview, LP was like, I've been saying nasty shit. I've been nasty since I got here. And it's mm-hmm. like that track more than any, it's just, you get this vibe of like this whole album. It feels like, feels like he, he makes reference to it a couple times of like, you know, I've been waiting for this shit all my life. Like, you know, print this shit. Like, this is something that like, obviously is something he's been dying to do, been wanting to do. Not even from, from a perspective, like I want to be known. I want to be famous. It's just, I want to have this experience of, I have another person in the room with me that I vibe with. We get along. We, you know, off of the third hour, we, me and Mike, we think like, we just can't stop high five. And like, that's the whole thing of this. You get the feeling like it doesn't matter. These two are like, they're fucking friends they like they like each other it's not like oh hey this guy was kind of good on this angle this guy was good at like the underground thing mike's sort of maybe elevated more commercial status lends to lp's like you know underground roots and he can kind of bring him into the main stage it's two guys that love fucking music and they come together and they give you this album but there's definitely this feeling of like you know they maybe maybe they do maybe they don't they don't necessarily know where it's going to go. So there's just this attitude and this rawness of like, we're here, we're doing this. And basically it runs the entire, the premise, because I don't, we haven't really stated it. We can go ahead and say like now, Run the Jewels is a line from Cheesy Rat Blues by LL Cool J off of the Mama Said Knock You Out album. And it basically talks about how, like, he used to be cool, he used to have money, but now that he doesn't because he kind of fell off before this album came out, you know, he doesn't have any friends anymore. 
But the first line of it is, you know, wave your hands in the air. You heard it in the intro. And leave them there. Run the jewels. It's like you get somebody to throw their hands up, and then you just you rob them. You run the jewels. Take mm-hmm. the jewels off the fingers, off the off the wrist, everything. You yeah. know, you give that shit up because, and that's what this is. If you if the jewels is fame, imagine the jewels being fame and like whatever, whatever. They're not gonna like they're gonna yank that chain. They're gonna steal your shit. Like they that's what they're here to do. They don't care if you like them. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you. But you're gonna fucking love them. <laughs> you know. They don't tell you that, but you are. But that's all they're here to do. They're here to just fucking punch you, punch you in it's, the face, take this, your shit. It's this fuck you attitude that is not also combined with, look how there's a bravado to it. But there is not this look at me, look how great I am, look how much shit I have. It's look at me, attitude. look how fucking terrible I am, look how fucking grimy, <laughs> look how fuck I'll do this shit, yeah. I'll fuck this person, I'll shoot that person, I'll yank and this person's chain. Doesn't matter. They. At, at the same time that these are essentially characters or personas right. within the duo itself, he mentions throughout the album that, like, I come from the era when you said real shit on records. like, And you think about how much goes into, like, in modern hip-hop, there's always like, oh, do you think this line is actually about this person or this person? And, like, trying to read deeper meaning into this and, like, people having these veiled sort of public battles, like... Is Drake talking shit about this person? Is Kanye talking shit about this person? I don't know. And you start thinking back to a song like, I don't know, like No Vaseline from Ice Cube, where it's like, I'm literally name-checking Eric the Wright. I am saying, fuck you two. Yo, and Dre, stick to producing. Exactly. That is definitely, I'm not saying that like it should always be like that, but that is a, a mentality that has kind of disappeared from like mainstream hip hop in general right. of actually standing by your shit instead mm-hmm. of I'm going to put out a veiled reference so that if, you know, if the reaction to it is kind of muddled or whatever, I can move away it's from cute. it. It's cute. It's cute. As opposed shit. to, that's all like, it is. It's fucking cute shit. Like, right. Oh, I'm going to say that. But when you he says like, there will be no reprieve for Kings, there'll be no something, something about thrones. Like, you know, whatever. It's like, it's a direct thing of like, this isn't Watch the Throne. They're, they're all this shit. Like, this is not what you think of as a trip. You know, what you think is hip hop. Yeah, it is technically hip hop. It's part of that, but it ain't like, it ain't what you think. Hip hop is a bigger animal than you'll ever know. Again, like I said, if you like a certain thing, that's great. You can love it, but wanting everything to be that is not a love of hip hop. You know, you yeah. if you can't get behind underground artists that are just coming up and doing their thing, talking about whatever they deal with, as opposed to like people who may have been, may have had like a a rougher past that have kind of come up and made money. Like I tell you all the time, I love Ti. King is one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time. I know that's not who he is anymore. I know he may have been, mm-hmm. and I know some of it is probably true. Some of it may be exaggerated. Doesn't know, but like I can look at him and be like. Yeah, that's that's tip. That's Ti. But he's he's a family man now. He's he's in movies. He's got his own shows on VH1 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I can throw on King and be like, this is a bad motherfucker from the South, from Atlanta. No one's gonna mess with him. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not even what five years later, you have rap music, and you're like, oh no, actually, Killer Mike is the dude in Atlanta. You should be worried about because don't you know, don't cross him. Don't <laughs> like he's real. He fucking knows his shit, and like he's ed- that's the thing I said earlier. Educated. These people are students of this game, yes. and they've been doing it. And so being able to weave in things with a flow and lyrics that you just, they catch you off guard. You're like, what? Yeah, it's a lot of, 
oh, you're leaving me in the dust here. Like, I got to catch up to this. Like, yes. you just threw a lot at me <laughs> all at once. Like, the um, last time we recorded, I said if somebody said they watched Donnie Darko and got it the first time, they're lying. <laughs> if somebody listens to any Run the Jewels album one time, like, oh, I got all I the... Got and you, yeah, I caught you, every you reference. Don't. You're full of shit. Yeah. You don't. And that's why, I mean, they are, for the most part, these really tight 30 to, like, 40-minute records. Right. Across And... They pack a lot into that runtime, but they lend themselves to re-listens because mm-hmm. there's just so much depth there. Now, one thing we can talk about as it kind of progresses, I think another thing that continues to just get better and better, I don't think it starts out in a bad place at all, but is the production. Yes. And so this one's a little more raw, but it's still like there's stuff, in, for instance, in the intro track, which the self-titled track on the self-titled album it's the opener we should go ahead and talk about it this run, is run, 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 run. Same time under the blanket, you're cowing. Cowing like cowards, cowing on concrete showers in Rikers Island. Victims, we the wolves is wildin', we all just smiling at sights of violence. Acting brave and courageous ain't advantageous for health and safety. So when we say run the Jews, just run them, baby, please don't delay me. And that goes for a guy, lady, the fam, goddamn, we fucking crazy. I pull this pistol, put it on your poodle, love your fucking baby. She clutched the pearl, said what the world, and I won't give a shit. I put the pistol on that poodle, and I shot that run the Jews. really distended organ combined with the distortion and the little bit of brass that comes in on the end is just like i love everything about it it sounds like the opening of it sounds like king if you listen to the the opening album of ti's opener of king there's a it's like got kind of hi-hat horns going it sounds like that mixed with the mission impossible theme like a little bit like okay and then like just i'm just thinking of songs that remind me of it when i hear it. it's because it's like a and blend of tiny little things you also to come up with this great beat a little trailing synth on the end which for a long time seems like it would be unhurt like oh my god you're gonna bring in electronic bits or and that's the that's the lp side of things which we you and i on this very feed reviewed capone earlier right. this year and that was a revelation for me where I was like, I know he's a great producer, but like I didn't know he had this whole other like side to him. Sonically, so, I can't yeah. think of a better producer. It says it. Producer gave me a beat, said it's the beat of the year. I said LP didn't do it to so get the fuck out of here. That it's is like on Banana Clipper. Yes. Producer gave me a beat, said it's the beat of the year. I said LP didn't do it, so get the fuck out of here. The second track. Which, which is probably my second favorite off that, just for Big Boy at the end. If I wasn't tripping on papers, if we broke up and took half, I'd still be sitting on sitting commas. We the old Atlanta, new Atlanta, future of the city. Daddy fat says don't give a damn cause can't now new nigga get with me. I wish true niggas are simply simple minded, simple Simon being dumbed down by the local radio stations by designing. But when I be rhyming, no payola is required. My bank account obese as fuck, 
why your sits on the diet. Nigga, your leases up, you're fired. Quiet, that's how the boss talk. Retain ownership on everything, every car bought. And paid for no neighbors, cause I'm sitting on acres. Went to Vegas, jumped the broom, cause I wasn't tripping on papers. Or no prenuptial agreement for mama. If we broke up and she took half, I still be sitting on commas. Eight figures, nickel. Which all buried in there is like. I'm sure you're familiar with the International Players Anthem oh, by yes. UGK. Mm-hmm. And yet there's so many holdovers from that yes. just in those few lines where he comes in on the end. But Banana Clipper's great. We'll talk a little bit more about Big Boy. Well, or we can do it right now. Yeah, man. let's do it. What's up? First big segment, I guess. We're going to do this every episode. I think it's possible to do it with every album. I think you can, yeah. Fantastic Feats. Yes. Who had the best feature on RTJ1? There are three <sighs> candidates. Lay them out for me, Noel. Who are they? We got Big Boy. Yes. One half of Outcast. Yes. One of my all-time favorite. Big Daddy Fat Sacks. Yes. Daddy Fat Sacks himself. Um, he's on Banana Clipper. Mm-hmm. Someone I'm not as familiar with. Uh, Until the Ribbon Breaks? Hmm. Who's, who sings the hook on Job Well Done? Why don't we, do, we take a little listen? Because I do love this hook. Kill on Mike and LP. Fuck boys. Know the combination ain't healthy. Tell me if you smell the marijuana hanging off my breath, blowing smoke, and I'm coughing like I'm damn near death. If I died right now, I would be so fresh to death. They would have to say that fat motherfucker coughing fresh. Goddamn fat bastard. Where that motherfucker casket? But nah, baby, you gon' get this here vertical. Every word murderful, surgical, painful, purposeful. And I'm taking left off your fuck. List personal. They done let that fucking mic out. It's like Tyson in the 80s, nigga. Snap and put your lights out. Yeah, yeah. It's like Tyson in the 90s. If I'm losing, take a bite out. I'm so motherfucking grimy, so motherfucking greedy, gritty. Mama said she couldn't breastfeed because I was biting at the titty. familiar with him like, mm-hmm. at all i looked up a few of his other credits not you know not a huge follower count on spotify not that that means anything but an interesting poll in here and brings in a different vibe of like almost i don't know where he's from but it almost has like a uk r&b feel to it yeah, almost i can give you that describe it uh so i dig that one but again it's just the hook there's nothing right. else in there really and the third which i might have to go with um, excuse me, that was on Job Well Done, by the way. Right. Which we'll also talk about Job Well Done because it gives us the title of one of my other favorites, or soon-to-be favorite segments of this show, uh, Real Bad Guy Shit. We'll <laughs> get the Real guy Bad Guy Shit, shit okay. in a little bit. Um, our third candidate for Fantastic Feats is Prince Paul, who yeah. I could talk about for quite a while. I can take you on a Prince Paul journey if you'd like to. Sure. Uh, but Prince Paul is featured on <laughs> Twin Hype Back. Oh, well, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. I mean, just to just refresh your memory. Yeah. Now come over here and let me give you a tongue kiss on your hot pocket. Me and Michael go twin hype and do a dance on your windpipes. Put your fucking jazz hands back in your pants and get them shit sliced. Caught the ghost when I was yay high, so today I stay way high. Do not worry about my habits. Without sin, I probably hate life. This is dope as that hard white. You stuffing a crack. I hit her this a kid with Tourette's to chill out and act right. I'm fat, but I dress 
nice And bitches finesse might They suck the dick and squeeze on my belly like bagpipes I slap and I suck clits I fuck in my church shoes Humblest guy in the room and I am in the room too Get it? I bend you over on a roof while whistling audio too They say that once a girl go Brooklyn No more soft they go through I'm so rock him and Eric B Bitches check out my melody I might slick Rick on a fella Foul, catch me a fella Hey, I might shine pour a hoe Pow, catch me a case Product don't must have rolled his L because this blood feel lace. I must say, you do look stunning. I mean, you're the kind of girl I can really see myself artificially inseminating. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm being a little aggressive, right? Okay, let me start from the beginning. My name is Chess Rockwell, right? And I love to make love to your booty. Oh, bad boy. How you feeling? It's, it's probably that Molly I put in your Mountain Dew, and I love to make love to your booty. Oh, oh yes, That's, you can't forget. Yeah, you can't forget that. the whole. Um, have I yeah, played you? Little, little me problematic, your... and we can go ahead and say right now, this is my number one candidate for real bad guy shit. This song is filthy as hell, yes. but I would expect nothing less from Prince Paul. Yes. Okay. I have some homework in between before we get to episode two. Okay. I would like you to go listen to, so, how's your girl? <laughs> From 1999. Okay. Okay. By Handsome Boy Modeling School. Okay. Handsome Boy Modeling School is Prince Paul and Dan the Automator Nakamura. Okay. okay. Together, they are Chess Rockwell. Okay. And Nathaniel Merriweather. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So that's why you get the Chess else, Rockwell reference in where here. Has, where else has Chess Rockwell come up? Is it something well, else? Well, my cat is named after Chess Rockwell, but the Chess Rockwell from Boogie Nights, which is that's, John C. Riley's okay. fake character name. That's right. That's now, what Now, technically, I Boogie Nights comes out four years before, I believe, um, the Chess Rockwell character is created. But to be fair, like, I mean, it's a great name. I'm, sure, I'm sure it occurred independently of that, but maybe not. Maybe it's a Boogie Nights reference. Yeah. But, okay, so yeah. The 1999 album. So, how's your girl? Okay. You gotta say it like that, first of all. But, so, they're in character the whole time. Super fun album. And then, if you if you dig that and you want to go a little bit weirder, you go listen to Lovage, which is incredible. Lovage is Dan the Automator still. And Mike Patton from Faith No More, who has like a billion side projects. Oh, yeah. Um, Lovage is one of the, like... Uh, excuse me, the full title, the band's name is Lovage, and the album is Lovage, uh, Music to Make Love to Your Old Lady By. Okay? <laughs> okay. Both of these, that one comes out in 2001. They are both like two of the best quote-unquote underground, or I found this term in my research, and I think it applies, and it works for Run the Jewels as well. Do you know that left-field hip-hop is a thing? Left-field hip, what left is that? Left-field hip-hop. It's just shit, shit that's out there. Shit that's a little out there. Okay. A little left of center, if you will. Um, and those definitely fall into that category. So check out both of those. Handsome Boy Modeling School and Lovage. Okay. All right. I, I think you will definitely dig Handsome Boy Modeling School. Very, very fun album, which also features LP. Would you like to hear a little bit? Yes, please. I like now, this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everybody a heads up. Apologies. Brace yourself. The distortion on this bad boy is uh, pretty intense. So we'll, we'll see how it comes through on your old headphones. This is Megaton B-Boy 2000, featuring LP. (laughs) 
LP for 14 years before uh, Run the Jewels. Hmm. I want to get a little flavor for, you know, what he was out there doing and being a part of. All right. So those are my recommends. Who who Who's your pick? That's a tough one, who dude. Who had the most fantastic of feats? I, I mean, my book, I'm going Banana Clip, dude. Big boy. It's a solid in and out. I agree with you. It's a strong verse. Closes out very nicely. That... That's where I was leaning towards, but I got—I gotta be honest. Just for sheer shits and giggles, um, I, I'm gonna go with Prince Paul, man. I yeah, Twin Hype Back has grown on me because at first it's one of those where it's just like this is this is a little much. Yeah, this is a little much. But that tone of comedy incorporated into it—that's what you can expect from the the chess rock. Okay, I have to go check those out. Yeah, you'll dig it. Okay. So that's my pick. We, we, again, we don't have to argue. You can like it. Yeah, both. They're I mean, all good. I yeah. like the third one as well. But yeah. yeah, this will get harder to do the deeper we get into yes. the catalog, and especially when you get on tracks that have multiple features, because then it's verse versus verse. Yeah, you know, we'll and that's it. where the real magic happens. Exactly. Uh, okay. So you want to do it? What do we want to do? Good talk about some bad guys. Real bad guy shit. What? I'm saying you want to have some good talk about real bad guys? Sure. Yeah. Okay. This one goes in my book just, again, because of how filthy it is. Right. Um, Do you have a candidate for... We kind of said real bad guy shit is either, like, the most fucked up, the dirtiest, or the most, like, darkly badass, I guess. Because, I mean, we've got stuff like... uh, River dance cleats on your face for the finisher. That's dude. That was that that or um, a center of card in the sympathy letter. Told told her she uh, raised a bunch bunch of of fuckboys. Next time, do better, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Though, yeah, that's gonna be ah man. Could we do it as like which one has like give them each their own best as opposed to like real bad guy shit? The other thing is, I'm like we. If you really wanted to Who like gets the hit illest? them against each other, which is pointless because right. it, the whole point is how well they work together. But you could go song by song and be like, "All right, who had the better verse? Who had the better verse?" Yeah, and that's the. Th- but I don't want to do that. No, I'm saying like you want to give each of them like you give fine Mike's like bad okay. guy shit, fine LP's bad guy shit, and like okay. River dance face on your feet for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> we can because do- he just says like we can double dutch in a face. minefield. Oh and the imagery of them double dutch. <laughs> you see it like you can yes. just. That's the other thing, dude. The, again, it's the kind of like don't. It's so wildly badass that it's just the kind of shit that you you would never think to say. Exactly. Everybody else is busy talking about. How many cars they have. How many chains they have. That's why I love the context of... And I walk around like I got a 36-inch chain. Not that I actually have one. I walk around with the bravado of somebody who has that shit without actually having to show it to you. Right. And I walk around like I got a 36-inch chain. Bitch, we 
that shit. That's right. Light a flare, put your thumbs in the air. High five. I came for the stats, boss, give me that. I've been waiting for this all my life. 3 a.m. and it's still not right. Still awake, still away from fading. Crazy. Still a side pin while the rod's so hazy. Dribble this spit through the street gets waved. The bliss and pure shit magician. Get the skipping. Not too tall, dark, and handsome man. But I talk dark for ransoms, man. Spent grand to those zombies. For the origami. Yes, I bag the clams. Anyone object to the star? Get a smile and a backwards hand. Backwards hand. Backwards. his face in the place of an angel. Bringing that blood shot back to the table. Been a vet Terran, earthbound hellion. Try to save grace, get a face full of staples. Woke up in the city and smile like maple. If you come straight from New York, you were late. If you come straight from another place, stay tuned. Me and Mike got the whole map hell safe. Be it NYC or the ATL. From the ceilings of heaven to the gates of hell. We murder, death, killed every stage we step. Homicide time two, better one yourself, L. Anybody looking for some trouble, better sub mad. We could double duck in a minefield. Hell gets just the right temperature. Breakbeat minister, Riverdance beats on your face for the finisher. I'm a New Yorker and I'm fucked from the jump. I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's the brilliance of all of this. It's like, don't, and if you don't know who Run the Jewels is, don't look at them. Just go <laughs> yeah. listen to them and then go see what they look like and just have the mental imagery of these two fucks just double Dutch pooping <laughs> in a minefield. Shit like that is why you, why these things work. Like, I, don't, I can't wait to talk about the newest one, but just the opening, the opener. Yeah, I've I played, feel like you, I, I feel have like played you that this, trailer. Yeah. I have played that fucking trailer for that TV show in my head mm-hmm. every time I hear that song. Yeah, Brave, it course. has taken over what was already there for like three as like my most listens to on iTunes mm-hmm. like or Apple Music because... It's just I mean, been I feel like repeat. that's why you pitched this whole series is because you want to get to a point where we can talk do. about four. But it's like let's not let's not play no. favorites. Let's not ignore no, we the entire body of work. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one we haven't hit yet, which I think is maybe like the emotional center of the album, and also kind of the first one that gets outwardly political, and that is DDFH. Yes, do dope. Fuck, Fuck hope. hope. Yeah, that's my favorite. Pops in the ghetto, they move like the Gestapo. Drunk off their power and greed, they often hostile. My little homie talk shit back and they beat him bad. That boy in the hospital, now he looking bad. And I'm with his mama and dad, we looking sad. My own mama called me, say, baby, I'm just glad. They ain't put their hands on my child or kill his ass. Please don't rap about that shit before they murder your black ass. It's drones over Brooklyn, your blinky can get tookin'. And now you understand the definition of Brooklyn. Pigs on parade, but bacon fried and cookin'. Kids tired of dying and walking around like they shook it. Cause we smoke sour to deal with the paranoia that they charge by the hour can't hire the Jewish lawyer. Cause if you ain't jig or puff, you doing time. And even then you might get teeth. Word is shine, 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 shine. So, like I said, one of the weaker songs on here, but oddly, there's like the song is called "Do Dope Fuck Hope." Weirdly, there is like hope throughout these albums, as dark right. as they get, and the picture that they paint. There, you and usually it doesn't come till the closer, but there, there's almost a a confidence in the like, okay, things are completely fucked. 
let's proceed with that knowledge essentially right. like let's recognize that everything is broken and everything's terrible we're living in hell and let's work yeah, yeah. let's just accept it and work past it right um but yeah and another one where like as soon as i was re-listening to it i was like this could have been on four this feels in in concert with right. the bulk of four and i mean sounds like it was written about shit that was going on yesterday and again this album came out in 2013 and it's just yeah i think it's interesting too because it comes out in 2013 again and i don't know when it's when it most of it is recorded i'm pretty sure i could figure it out but 2012 you do have the second election and win for obama Mm -hmm. so the idea of like do dope fuck hope like yeah, we had hope in 08. We got it again in 2012, but like... What has what, actually changed? What has, hand, what has changed? Because you right. sent me that, that wonderful thing the other day about him basically telling people, you know, we need to do... We should be doing this and this and this and that. And look, man, I'm not trying to be that dude, but I've listened to everything I've ever heard him say politically or about whatever, and I've tried to sit there and be like, well, no, he's... Nope, can't do it. I cannot find a fault. Yeah. I cannot find a a argument that says dude you're wrong on any level even like with the smallest bit of minutiae because the thing i i don't think bears any relevance to this but if you understand this knowing in you may have a different perspective listen to it his own father was a policeman mm-hmm. and the second album he gets to i respect the badge and the gun like you can say fucking cops are this fucking cops are that and still have respect like that's the thing i think through all these you can understand is like this is an expression this is a mode of catharsis. Mm-hmm. So I can say and do whatever I want. But when you come to me with this and say, well, you do this, you do that, I have the out to be like, that's music, man. That's art that I put out there. Do you think I honestly feel that way? Let me have a conversation with you. Right. And that, I think, is the beauty of it because there is, I mean, obviously everybody, any art is subjective. Any art is cathartic for the, the maker, I would hope. But there's just something about the way all of this has kind of been fused into these two again i said it they both had pretty good years in 2012 coming off into this so the the swagger and the bravado it's not unearned mm-hmm. but if you don't know them because you just don't know yeah, you're like who the fuck, who are, the these fuck are these assholes guys? oh they're done with the fuck boys i'm not a fuck boy <laughs> if you if you're like if you're I, mad so this is definitely the first time i ever heard the phrase a fuck boy yes um yeah was listening to this record right and like that, I'm sure it had been used plenty before. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I, yeah. But it's one of those where you're like, if you're questioning and like you're getting upset at what you're hearing about that, it's like you probably are a fuck boy. Like <laughs> right. if you're mad about yeah. like, oh, you said fuck the fuck, you are a fuck boy. If like that's, yeah. if you're getting upset about hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm just in here laughing like, this is fucking, dude, how, <laughs> listen to this the first time through. Because again, I actually ran through all of it with no lyrics. The, and yeah, sonically, I, I it was amazing. The instrumentals are there. Yeah. Well, it's not anymore. That's the weird thing. Like it's like they just so they switched it out. It for you? Yeah. Weird. Um, Meow the Jewels is still there though. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, love Meow the Jewels. Now we've really, we really only got three left that we haven't fully gotten into, and they're three of my favorites. My kind of neck and neck for this one. Other than the opener, which I, I think Run the Jewels, the title track, is absolutely incredible. It says it all. Bottom. But No Come Down and Get It are yeah. two of my absolute favorites. Now, No Come Down has the whole thread about doing shrooms with a stripper and having a crazy-ass psychedelic experience where they come back 
to another time as brother and sister, realize they can't be together as lovers, kill themselves, kill their mother. Yeah. You know I get gone, I'm a goner. In the VIP for the club, but he stripped with a zip and a boner. Girl named Mary looking like a black Madonna. Tell me I can rent her, but I can never own her. She naked as the day that her mama first boner. And later on in the song, yeah, I'm a boner. But dad ain't a perp, bro. Please follow along, bro. God made a miracle, it rained in the room. Blowing marijuana smoke in a smoke-filled room. She leaned in my ear, said, you ever did shrimp? I said, I never did dad, and I never did you. We can come in the pack, baby, I'ma do too. Last act of the pack, Mary Mac, do it too. If you agree to the terms, we can do what it do. She said, it is what it is, and we did what we did right before we popped three caps and three skins. She popped that molly, rocked my body. I fly high and my co-pilot, psilocybin, got me sliding, slipping into another dimension. Me and this woman made love in Kimmy. Traveled to the moon, came back when we were finished. Fell to the earth, lost each other. Died and we came back sister and brother. In that lifetime, we can have each other. So we killed ourselves and they killed our mother. True romance, one lap dance. I was in my future, my present, my past. Very bleak. Why? Again, this is the kind of shit that like people were like, "All right, I'm I'm with you guys so far. Like, I like the beats. This is, this is when I feel like some people are like, you guys are fucking. This, this guy, is, guys no, are weird. Listen, the, this <laughs> is this is where like you lose half the white crowd <laughs> for sure because half this of them is, are like, this is where you lose some of the black crowd as well. Yeah. I'm sure where they're like, this guy's talking about shrooms. He was just I'm talking about a stripper. What's shrooms. going on? He yeah. just talked about, I'm going to fuck the stripper. This is where I thought we were going with this shit. Like, he's going to do this and do that. I do say, I for, we forgot to say, um, tell them Skywalker boys to meet the true Darth Vader. I met your mom in 03, but a G ain't ate her. You know, matter mm-hmm. of fact, the reason why your wife wanted a divorce be sitting on your couch Same with the kids. Fuck like, your fourth. Yeah, fuck that's fourth. in Banana Clipper. Banana yeah. Clipper, yeah. That would be, so I meant to say that, that was another candidate for like bad guy shit. That's because it's just like, shit. that's just the idea. I put the pistol in that poodle and I shot that, that bitch. bitch is is mm-hmm. up there for sure. Unless you're, you're kind of whatever about poodles. But everybody loves dogs, right? I mean, I could, I it, it, it didn't hurt my feelings. It didn't really bother me no. either. I'm pretty sure he references... Capping a dog in every single album at some point. Yes. Because uh, yes. I just know he does not like dogs. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they are. They seem like cat people. And I they am. They definitely cat do. People. Yeah. So there we go. Um, um, but what were you, what were we talking about before that? I, I didn't mean we to were on, you. We were on No Calm Down. Right. Which um, also has a, the great hook oh, yeah. by Mike in there as well. With yeah. the, I get so high. I, 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 I. Yeah. This yeah. is where you like figure out. Who are the true white believers? Because like <laughs> the true white believers. Because like okay. the kids that love this and stick around for it, those are the kids you're playing to at Coachella. Those 100%. are the kids, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who get it. And like it's not I mean, it's not again, it's not bad. Not necessarily my favorite one, but I, I can appreciate it because the again, sonically, where it goes with the music in it, it's a yes. great one to fucking drive. To. And again, it's it's quote unquote a story song which he does exactly. you know some of them are very free flowing I'm going to throw a bunch of shit at you some of them are I'm going to take you on a little a visual journey if you will and this is more in that vein and I like that it's something that consistently you still see throughout the albums they never lose this thread of, right. of weirdness and a little bit more out and because yeah. and it's weird I know I I know there's shrooms in there I know I've heard it a million times I've heard it but without Maybe not cognitively. I don't know what it is, but when I hear him say what happens, I definitely picture it in like a crazy, 
um, black freighter from uh, Watchmen, like oh. comic book, like craziness shit, and mm-hmm. like the um, was it Equimini or was it what was it what was the Outcast cover where it had the the woman on it with like she was kind of in the background might have been purple and she was like all outlined in white. I'm pretty sure that's Equimini. Equimini, yeah. Like I picture like that lady being the stripper that he's talking about and like them being cartoon characters and like rolling up into the sky and falling. Like I could totally visualize this and. Again, I don't remember hearing shrooms all the time, but just hearing him describe it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely something you would see on, like, a good trip or a bad trip. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So, yeah. It's it's up there for me. And then get it. I know some people don't like that that style, the way they do the hook in this. With oh, the yeah. choppy. I just, I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. I love dude. everything about it. And it's one of the most high-energy tracks on the entire album. I'm stuck in a time capsule when rappers actually factual. Mean as shit, you spit my cause killers to come and clap at you. Stupid, goofy, stoolie, the Gucci, and Gucci, and slap you. When that go for the cock kissing cats, that's in the back. They all sweet as little Richard Dank. Good God of Molly. It make a nigga like me go woo and rob the park. I exit stepping with my weapon with the Jefferson walk. If you pressing any objections, you could get left in chalk. So my suggestion is let a GD forgive my transgression. Well, one my B and Catholic confesses, professing depression. I'm cheating, checking, chill, stressing on your butt, and I'm pressing. Michael, fuck a rapper's life up like Malik did depression. You know what? I- Yes, this dude. Honestly, I'm glad we got to this before we did. That shit is my favorite one. Oh, that, that might be the best Killer Mike verse on the entire. Thing. Yes, I um, love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so whatever you want to play in there, play in there. But like that shit is. Oh no, it'll ridiculous. be Mike's verse. Michael, fuck a rapper's life up like, <laughs> like Monique did. The precious. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's one of those that just you know you're like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we we got like. We got one more left. I don't know if you have any other ideas for segments, but we got to talk about A Christmas Fucking Miracle. Great. All right. Let's do it. That was me and BK on Atlantic. Never looked both ways. Ran in traffic. Pops went away, but I stayed vagrant. Place where the stealing cement became nature. Look what you did with the place, it looks gorgeous. Cityscape with a flood of good men courses. And the dreamers are bull trapped in porcelain. Take a knee to the gods and get horseshit. Wanna live with a thrill, they'll arrange it. Got a bevy of imps to spit hatred. Shit'll get in your head and cause panic. Have you desperately begging to get famous. Get your dignity dirty and left orphan. Sanity on the fringe of distorted. Who are they to just take shit and hoard it? Who am I that I don't get my portion? The most impressionable minds get molested and informed by manipulating forces. Don't fret, little man, don't cry. They can never take the energy inside you were born with. Knowing that, understand, you can never be poor. You already won the war, you were born rich. You can only take the energy you have going back to the ground where the home of your Lord is. Whoever, whatever that Lord is, couldn't give a fuck if you ever made fortunes. Fuck anyone ever trying to run that punk shit. Send it to the flames where the orcs live. Him and the lost minds thinking they're smarter than us. Don't understand love's importance. And we can weaponize that, bring it back to the truth where the ashes and dust got formed in. This is going to become somewhat of a tradition but the again we talked about that element of hope always being there and there's like it's a he- another heavy track 
but I feel like you can always really count on LP to bring this side of it home. Mm-hmm. I think this is possibly his best verse on the entire album. Yeah. And again, <laughs> all we want to do is talk about four, but the, the stuff on the closer four, after taking you through this very like heavy journey, throwing a lot of stuff at you that feels so current and so lived in and so real to what's going on right now. They do give you a glimpse of like, but we're here basically. You're aware of all of this now. Like, let's fucking let's stand up together. Let's like, you know, let's have something good come out of this, essentially. And it's something that I think they do echo. I mean, all the way back here on the close of the first one, which again, we talked about the contextually, the time they're both doing well in their careers. If you zoom back to the macro of hip-hop and r&b at the time in general they are definitely still on the fringe by by all means in terms of like mainstream oh, yeah. popularity and then you look at what's going on in the world and like you said we're we're getting to the second term of obama and for some people and i think particularly in the black community the rose was off the bloom to a certain extent where it was we we thought we were going to see more progress if you will than we actually have and I think the realization for a lot of people, which we're living through right now, is the, the snapback, the reaction of a certain portion of this population to his election in the first place. And people who like kind of dug their heels in and things kind of got got worse and not better. And now we're seeing like the, you know, the heightened version of that, the absolutely like in your face version of that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's again a a bummer but I've, i i don't know there's a certain comfort to to knowing that they're in it together and it's like if these two guys can work it out and like find common ground not that they don't have a ton of like common ground to stand on to begin with and everything but i just i like the image and they never they never paint themselves as at odds with one another no there's never an antagonistic back and forth quality it's always you're my brother the yes. whole time and exactly. that's something that they never let me, lose. Let me start here. Go ahead. So 2012. Okay. This album comes out 2013, right? Mm-hmm. Recording this in 2012. I'm going to run you down. So this would have been what came out. The Grammys does the same as the Oscars, right? It has to come out in 2012 and they get the award the in 2013. Are so strange, man, in terms of like I'm just gonna, their window. I'm going to give you the Billboard Top 10 for rap albums in 2012. Yeah. Let's look at the landscape, yeah. if you will. Okay. So, number 10. Is this a new segment? Surveying the landscape? Yeah. Um, we'll find something that relates to a lyric. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Um, do it in post. Fuck it, we'll do it in post. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll figure the, the name out later. It's, uh, it's we'll fine by the seat of our pants. I mean, it's, yeah. you know. Um, concrete showers on Rikers Island. That's what this is. That oh, makes we sense. we got to figure it out. Hold you figure it out. I'm going to give you the top 10 billboard, all right? Number 10, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Um... Uh, that's number one? That's number 10. That's number 10? Yes. Number 10 on All Billboard. Right. This is Billboard now. <laughs> number 10 is Kanye West presents Good Music, Cruel Summer. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, number 8 is Based on a True Story by 2 Chains. Uh, number 7 is God Forgives, I Don't by Rick Ross. Number 6 on the 2012 Billboard charts, Watch the Throne. Number 5, The Carter Four. Okay. Number three, uh, TM103, Hustler's Ambition, Young Jeezy. Number three on the hip-hop charts in 2012, Sorry for Party Rocking, LMFAO. Number two, 
Pink Friday remastered. Nicki Minaj. Number one, Take Care by Drake. Oh, God. Which is actually, I like I like that album over the others. Not a Drake fan. Yeah. Um, not at, not a tiny little bit. Not even a little bit? <laughs> not even a Say little Jim. bit. Oh, damn, Jimmy, that sucks. Yeah. That's what you should have forced me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got some good features on songs See, that are technically yes, his. Um, that's what I was going to say. But not a fan of his his rapping style or particularly his sing, singing, rapping. Speak singing, yeah. Yeah. Back to back is pretty good. The diss track against me, Mills, I think is the guy's name. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon? I mean, come on, man. I prefer him in a wheelchair. Just being real. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I do. I love Degrassi. Yeah. Loved it. That's the thing I was going to say about like Lil Wayne. I'm not really a big fan of his music, but the the features he's on, I, love that dude. I, I One of those people who's just undeniable to me where it's like, I every time I want to be like, no, no. I hear I hear a single line and I'm like, dude's a fucking genius. I don't know yes, what to tell no, you. Yeah, he's an idiot yeah. savant, whatever you want to call it. Like I yeah, he's one of the best lyricists of all time. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm waiting for like the next big thing. You know he dropped one like literally a couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah, but was it how I mean I haven't heard of it. I've heard a single song on it. Listen to a couple off of it. But yeah, after Is it as good as a Carter Three? No. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want the next big thing. Yeah. I want his, like, swan song of, like, surprise, I'm back, like, you thought I was gone kind of thing. But that's the thing, because that that's what, that, did you find the lyric? Is it? I, oh, I'm cutting that. I, way off. Oh. Well, it Samsonite. is tonight. I was way off. Yeah. Um, it is Concrete Showers on Rikers Island? It is. Because the whole, <laughs> the whole idea in that song is that, like, Run the Jewels showing up is going to have you cowering in the showers like you're on Rikers Island. There's a lot of references to Rikers for some reason. And it's New York Press? Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, in o- across, like, multiple albums, I feel like they mention Rikers Island a lot. It I does have a nice way to, you can shoehorn it into lines yeah. easy, but, yeah. Um, so, well, we had a whole segment we were going to do that I was going to call Concrete Showers on Rikers Island. That's... Yeah, the whole premise would be, we're going to call it Concrete Showers on Rikers Island because this is the competition that year that they would have been flexing on and like basically taking their shit. They would have gone up and taken their Grammy because Drake did win the Grammy for... They got fucking robbed, as Mike said, over and over. Um, like, you know... I thought we call it Fuck Your Fort. Fuck Your Fort. There the, you go. It's the shrine to everything else that was quote-unquote better that year, right. but we're basically arguing... The only... Out- can you run through that list one more time? Just by artist. Kendrick Lamar. The titles. Kendrick Lamar is the only one I would say. I, that's what I was going to say. Liter- you said that's the year of Good Kid, Mad City, correct? Right. That should be number one and this should be number two. Right. <laughs> just like if we're talking just hip-hop albums from that year. It's right. very simple. Carter four has got some decent stuff on it. Yeah. Everything else you can keep. I mean, kind sorry of, for, for party rocking? Come on. What is LMFAO? It's number three. How do you come on? How do you how do you justify that? Putting them up there. I don't get it. How? This is the billboard, correct? It's popularity, I get so it. So it's sales. I was gonna say, why? Because people like our mom have heard an L- LMFAO song. They haven't heard a Kendrick Lamar song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They haven't heard a Run the Jewels song. Well right. actually, after three Everyone has. You Everybody's just don't know you... heard tons of, specifically, Nobody Speak, but there's other one right when 3 dropped, it was almost like, I don't know if you, this maybe doesn't hit as hard for you, I don't know if you remember when Brothers 
by <laughs> the Black Keys came out. But it was literally, there was like five giant singles and every single commercial, every car commercial, every jewelry commercial, it did not matter, found a way to incorporate one of these five songs. I heard nobody speak in a Cadillac commercial two days ago. And I was going to say, and nobody speak is 100% like that. And again, I love the fact that it's not on any of these records. Right. That's <laughs> it's the a best DJ part. Shadow record. Yes. But... Yeah, as far as anybody's concerned, that is the Run the Jewels song. The thing, that, not caught, even the thing that caught me is because I'd heard it, and then all of a sudden I'm watching a Black Panther trailer, and I'm like, what? Disney put this in here? Fuck yes. Well, but yeah, Black Panther used multiple. I know, that was my fans, favorite yeah. part about all of it. I was like, holy fucking shit. And then it was like a little bit of the magic was gone, because it was like, all right, well, everybody's going to love Run the Jewels now. But like, I've talked to 20 people. I try to get Tanya, my senior teller, to listen to it, and I keep telling her. And the, well, she, I was like, "Did you listen?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, "Come on!" And I like, I said something from four, and she was like, "Yeah, I got to keep like going back to it." I'm like, "What?" She goes, "I like to ride in the car and like not listen, and I like just to tune out. Like, mm-hmm. you want me to listen to this? I got to actually pay attention. Like, right. shit in here I'm listening to." Mm-hmm. And so like I played her a bit of one. I just like I played her. Um, what I can't remember which one. Um, Walking in the Snow mm-hmm. off of that. And I played her his whole first verse, and she was like, "I'm like, do you listen?" She goes, "Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta keep listening a bunch of times. It's a lot for me to get, Gavin." I was like, "All right, that's cool, <laughs> yeah, you know." But I just, again, starting off here, I mean, people talk about like, oh, you know, this. It, to me, it's like a, it's another celebration record. Yeah. I look at it as like celebrating. It's a it's a victory lap. Yeah. They've already good. It doesn't matter what this thing does. They're already on fucking cloud nine. They, they found each other. Exactly. That's literally it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I should have been doing this all mm-hmm. along. And so, now we're not going to stop. It's almost like they were bursting at the seams with all of this material. And it's just like, how you fast know how, can we get You know it how out? like the great quake signaled the arrival of Kogashuko? Yeah. In New Angeles? As we all remember. Yes. In 1993 when that happened. This is what that is. This album is like the great quake that signaled the world's arrival that kokushuko was now in control of everything it's two halves of the medallion exactly together. that's what dude the next if five is not a double dragon themed <laughs> album that shit i can and again i say that i can see both of them in track suits with headbands fighting their way through like fuck boys as like an arcade game it lends itself like the, the imagery of these two lends itself so much to like you can see them doing everything. Yeah. And it's so fucking we amazing. We haven't even touched on... I mean, we we talked about <laughs> the Monique to Depression's line for like two seconds, but we haven't even hit on all of the pop culture references. I didn't even get to talk about Pam Greer and Jackie Brown <laughs> and coffee. I, we didn't even touch on that. That is definitely something that continues to go on, and I love that you get a Tarantino reference within the first like minute of the album, and that is another like core of this where I'm like, that they're... We got to count the Kill Bill references over the course of these albums yeah. as well. Uh, but yeah, it all swirls together in the vibe of just like, these guys are just like fucking like pop culture influence, grindhouse gangsters who like are the most badass guys you've ever met and can literally, the way they altered their flows, quote unquote, from song to song is just like, it's incredible. Yeah, it's like it's like when and the thing I think is I will say I think gets better on too is the transitions because you remember we did why 
Mm-hmm. I would flip out when a song would just be one thing and it would bleed into do, do, and yeah. be, it would flip up the tempo in song or it would lead into another one. And, and I think sonically, and that's the thing I've only, I've only ever wanted from anybody. It doesn't matter if it's hip hop, whatever. I don't want someone to be stagnant. Like I know when the next war on drugs album comes out, it's not going to be, you know, um, deeper understanding. a deeper understanding and I will love it for what it is, but I will, there'll be a part of me that's like, mm, this isn't deeper understanding because mm-hmm. you do want, I want each one of these to be every, each one of these albums is what I want it to be. Even if it's not what I knew I there's wanted de- to be at the time. There's definitely a period of adjustment though. I mean, I'll say right here and we'll get more into it when we get to that episode. But when I first listened to four, I was like, this is good. This is solid. But like, this is not really what I expected after three. And then, like, third, fourth, fifth, listen in, I was like, this might be better than three. I yeah, don't because you know listen and you, point. if you listen you to get it, what they're going through. No, you're like, oh, yeah. these guys have lived in this 15 year year that I have lived in as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been here doing, listening, enduring the same shit I have, regardless of social status and the fact that they are, in, in my book, like, some of the best people doing this genre of music on the planet right now. I've told you before, I really, not a lot of people look at me funny. I really like Kid Cudi because in some of the stuff he talks about, it's stuff that like I can relate to in terms of like night terrors and like, you know, medication to cope with shit. Like I get that. Somebody you know? who would also be classified as probably left field rapper hip hop. Especially he's just, with he, the, the narrative of like the man in the moon through three albums. It's like, who the fuck does that? Mm-hmm. You know, but I am glad that people like that are slowly becoming able to do so because, like, I don't know how much the big day was, but like Chance's last album, the big day, the high concept behind all the different stuff with that, it's like it's more and more being able to be something that it doesn't really matter who you are, what you're doing, if what you're doing is good mm-hmm. and it's not stagnant, it's not just like here's another hip hop album, but it's like, hey, this thing sounds like this and it talks about this. And I don't know anybody else doing that right now. Okay, let me listen to it. You know what I mean? And as long as you're pushing it forward, I've said it many times, I want people to push forward and to be different each time. And these get progressively better to me. But it's, like you said, it's like it's been there the entire time. You just didn't know it, that it was there. And we should say, before we sign off, two... I think still stands as the fan, the hardcore fan favorite. Yes. I think that is undiminished. And that is the thing because every one of them on that in, on the interviews I watch, all the radio DJs, all of them are like, yeah, dude, I slept on one, man. Like, I, two is the shit. I love two. It was great. I, I was late to the, the party on one. That's also the argument, though, is because three is the album where they inarguably be, become way more famous right. than they had been before. And so I feel like that's the dividing line that you get with any band that has a certain amount of output where it's like, I liked them before they were cool. Uh, fuck you guys. You weren't here from the beginning. Uh, so I'm going to stick with two. Everything forward, no. It's too now, mainstream. See, well, and I'm like, it's not at all. But what I, I, see, I see the argument. I understand the mentality. I definitely place, have that with some bands as well. Would you go back and retroactively place this on your best debuts album list that we did ages ago? Absolutely. Okay. A hundred and ten percent. Right. Okay. Um, Again, as a statement of purpose of like, everything is there. All the ingredients are there and they're just going to get more and more refined. Right. As you move on. It's not, it's not even a a rough take at this. Again, like we said, rap music is very much the trial run for this. 
And there's still a little bit here where it's like, well, this feels more like an LP song. Or this feels more like a Killer Mike song. Now, I think, especially when you hit three is when they are just, you know, passing the torch to each other. Or like jug, juggling, juggling torches back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he um, says it. We can't. We think alike. We can't stop high fiving. Yeah. They're just they're one brain. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got to come up with a cool sign off. You want to take us out? Is there anything else you want to discuss? No, the I first mean, episode. I think is, it went semi well. We haven't like, cut the music in yet. No, we'll we cut the music in, and you know you have time to do it, so you can get the stuff down right. Yeah, I'll do all, all, all the housekeeping shit for you real quick. Um, and, of course, again, stick around for RTJ2. It's available right now. We're going right. to drop these all right on top of each other. So hopefully you're going to take the whole whole journey with us. Uh, that is available right now. Uh, if you want to give us some feedback, uh, thearcofe at gmail.com. You can shout at us on Instagram at thearcofe network, on Twitter at thearcofe, or on our Facebook page. Just search thearcofe. That's where Gavin is. I'm on the Instagram, and our good friend, Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, handles the Twitter, so respond accordingly. All right, I think that about does it. I've been Noah. And I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers, and until next time, we'd like you to throw your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. And keep them there. And run the jewels. 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 <laughs> They're perfect, dude.